Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. One of the strengths of working in a group is the synergy aspect of working in a group. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach too. Hey you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game, dreallday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get to use those of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. Then we put all this together into a series of frameworks. Approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one, just one, unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to avoid groupthink. You will know exactly what that means in a moment and how to get rid of it. You're going to learn that over the next 20 to 30 minutes. Now, before I get into that, first of all, let me tell everybody, I have a daily motivation text message that I will give you for free every single day. Like I give you this show every day, I send you a text message every single morning to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. The way that you receive it is by texting me at the following number. Put this in your phone right now because your phone is right there in your hand. It is 305-384-6894. Send a text to that number. Let me get your number again because you didn't believe me the first time I said it. So let me say the number again. Put this in your text right now. Here it is. 305-384-6894. 6894. Send a text to that number right now. And every day when I send a daily motivation text message out, you are going to be receiving it just like everybody else who is already receiving that daily motivation text. And if you follow me on social media, you probably see me uh, posting screenshots of some of the responses that I get from people from the daily motivations I've been sending out. You'd have missed all of those if you're not already in my texting community. So now start getting it now by texting me at that number. The number is linked down below in the show notes as well. And by the way, every episode ever of this show is at workwhenyourgamepodcast.com. Because I still get people sometimes asking me, Dre, I can't find a certain episode in the feed on Apple or Spotify. That's because we got too much substance for Apple or Spotify to hold all of it. They are unqualified to hold all of this substance. They can hold a little bit. So all of it is at workwhenyourgamepodcast.com, by the way, in case any of you is ever looking for an episode that you can't find. There are no episodes that can't be found. They're just at workwhenyourgamepodcast.com. You're looking in the wrong place. So with all that said, let's get to today's topic, which is how to avoid groupthink. The definition of groupthink 
is the practice of thinking or making decisions as a group in a way that discourages creativity or individual responsibility. Now, anybody who is familiar with me, you're familiar with my work, you're familiar with the work in your game philosophy. And if you are not, you will become familiar with it. You know that every single topic that we talk about here, we always bring it back to what? Those of you who've been around, you know the answer to this question. Every topic we talk about on this show, we always bring it back to what? We always bring it back to you. We always bring it back to the person in the mirror. We always bring it back to the individual. So groupthink is the antithesis of what we're about here working on your game. Now, when I say it's the antithesis, I don't mean that you shouldn't be cooperative and be incapable of working with a group, but you need to understand groupthink is separate from being cooperative and working with a group. Groupthink is when people just make decisions as a group instead of each individual in the group offering their own intelligence and their individual ideas to the conversation. They're basically discouraging their own creativity, silencing yourself or censoring yourself and thusly absolving yourself of any individual responsibility because you're saying, well, this is what the group wanted to do. So I just went along with the group. You're basically going along to get along, which I talked about in episode number 2020, why people go along to get along. All right, you don't want to go along to get along, especially you being that you put as much effort and energy and time into building your game and your abilities as you have. Again, I'm not telling you to be an uncooperative person who is just going against the grain for no reason. But groupthink is when you just go along with whatever the group is doing without offering your individual intelligence to the situation. Thusly, you are doing a disservice to the group because you have something to offer and you're doing a disservice to yourself because you know that you have something to offer. And if you don't share it, you can be mad at yourself for not sharing it, for not putting that stuff out there, whatever it was. So this episode is really about being an independent and critical thinker because critical thinkers are always questioning. They do not accept anything that is handed to them on the surface, even if it's from a group in which they are a member. They do not merely accept it just because someone who they know or someone who they're cool with, or someone who they are kin to has accepted something. That's not what a critical thinker does. Being a critical thinker means you are always questioning, always trying to figure out and get to the bottom of what's really going on in the situation. You are high in discernment. And again, this doesn't mean that you will necessarily disagree with the group in the end, but you want to make sure you have the right information before you offer a judgment. Uh, that's what independent and critical thinkers do. And I'm assuming that you're one of them or you plan on being one of them. So you want to make sure you are not merely going along to get along when you are a part of any group. I don't care if it's two people or 30. That's what we're talking about here today. Point number one. The topic, once again, is how to avoid groupthink. Number one, think for yourself. I could just make that the entire first point, but that is not the entire first point. I talked about how to think for yourself way back in episode 11. Yes, episode 11, way back in 2016. So this is not a brand new topic. Hardly anything I say is a brand new topic. I just give them to you in different ways. Then I talked about it again, 1500 days later, five years later, I talked about how to think for yourself again back in episode 1610. So if you have not listened to those two episodes, listen to the one from back in 2016, then listen to the one from episode 1610. So you can see the updating in the theories, but the concept has not changed. The principle has not changed at all. Think for yourself, comma, we're on point number one here, and be willing to speak up for yourself even when part of a group, and especially when the group may not necessarily agree with you. Now, this requires some backbone. This requires you to have some balls, which we talked about in episode 1796. One of the strengths of working in a group is the synergy aspect of working in a group. Now, as opposed to you just getting all the ideas yourself and hoping that you're right, 
and needing to be right because it's just you. You you don't have anything else to lean on when you're in a group with two or more people. Now you have all the minds of that group working together that produces an additional mind, a master mind, as Napoleon Hill would say. That additional mind is greater than the sum of its parts. This is, this is when the whole becomes greater than the sum of its parts. That is called synergy. That's the very definition of the phrase. The challenge of groupthink is that synergy gets watered down because, see, there's a difference between groupthink and synergy. See, synergy is when I offer my opinions, you offer your opinions, and let's say there's another person in the group, me, you, and one other person. We each offer our own opinions. We duke it out over the opinions. We argue about what is the best approach to this. Then we settle on whatever the best approach is based on our logical, reasonable thinking. And then we all get behind that best approach and then we go to work on it. So the sum of the group, that mastermind between the three of us is better than me plus you plus you, even though that should equal the same thing. It doesn't because when we work in a spirit of perfect harmony, also known as synergy, that's when you get the mastermind. Groupthink is not a spirit of working in harmony. Groupthink is a spirit of people being afraid to speak up and say anything or just choosing not to for whatever reason to speak up or say anything and just going along with whatever the group opinion is usually led by one or two strong loud and uh influential voices and then everybody else just falls back and just follows whatever the group is doing without offering any of their independent individual intelligence to the situation groupthink is really a waste of resources because let's say we got a group of three people but i'm the strongest most influential voice and you don't want to speak up and the other member of the group doesn't want to speak up because nobody wants to go against me whenever I have an opinion, even if my opinion is complete garbage. Now it's a waste of resources because what's the point of you and the other person even being in a group if all my opinions are just going to get rubber stamped and pushed through? I don't even need you or the other guy because all my opinions are the ones we're going to roll with. What's the purpose of everybody else being there? See, this is why groupthink is a waste and why groupthink is such a tragedy when people fall victim to it. So the challenge of groupthink is that all the possible synergy gets watered down because people are unwilling to speak up for and or defend their own thoughts and ideas against the consensus of the group or whatever they think the consensus of the group is. Sometimes people say nothing because they don't want to offer an opinion that they think the group might go against. And again, the group is everybody together. But when you are suffering from groupthink, there is no real group. There's usually, again, one or two strong voices that are basically watering everybody else down mentally from ever even offering anything. So there is no group. It's usually one or two strong voices that is, you might think of it as being the group of the 10 people, but it's really just one or two people. And this is why you got to have some balls to go against the grain of groupthink, to be an independent and critical thinker. And Jim Collins' great book, Good to Great, which I mentioned here enough times that you should already own this book and you should be in the process of reading it if you just heard of it the last time that I mentioned it. Jim talked about how great companies, first of all, get great people on board. That's the first thing they do. First, they figure out who they want around. Then they figure out what we're going to do. I talked about that in episode 1178. So they get great people on board. Then once they have the great people on board, they start battling mentally and verbally in a positive way, a constructive way about what's the best idea to help move the company forward. How do we move this company forward? What's the best product we should come with next? What's the best marketing campaign? And yes, they battle about this. They argue about this again in a constructive way, because when you have a whole bunch of really high level people in a room, they're not going to have the same ideas and high level people will all be willing to share what their opinion is and they will battle out over those opinions. And then they will come to a conclusion over what the best approach is 
And then everybody gets behind that best approach. When you have high level people in an organization, this will happen over and over again. When you have a low level or mediocre people in a group, this doesn't happen because here's what happens with mediocre people. And some of you may hear yourself in this description. And some of you may hear some of your teammates or coworkers or staff members in this description is that when you get mediocre and low level people in a group and they start battling it out over a certain idea, I offer an idea, you offer an idea, they offer an idea, somebody over here offers an idea. We all got different ideas and we start going back and forth over our ideas. The person who feels like their idea is not being accepted or their idea loses the vote as for what we're going to go for or their idea is being attacked because somebody has a better idea or they think they have a better idea and they're going back and forth. The low level and mediocre people take it personal. The low level and mediocre people take it as a personal attack that you are not accepting their idea. They take it as a personal attack when you tell them that their idea sucks. You're not saying that they suck. You're saying their idea sucks. I've had plenty of ideas that sucked. And I want high level people around me who can look me in my face and tell me that my idea sucks and then tell me why my idea sucks. And I can accept that without taking it as a personal attack against me, the person. All they're doing is attacking my idea because I've had a million ideas. Some of them were good and some of them were suck. Some of them did suck. Some of them were terrible. And I want people around me who can tell me that they're terrible. Mediocre and low level people can't accept that kind of conversation. And this is why they're mediocre and low level people. And this is why, like Jim Collins said, and like I told you in episode 1178, you got to get these losers off of your bus before the bus can even move forward. So if you haven't read Good to Great, let me remind you for the 30th time here on this podcast, go get that book and read it. So high level people, they battle it out in these companies, the good companies, the great companies about what to do next. Then they all get on the same page. When you got all those bright minds in the room, they will argue about what's best. They will fight tooth and nail. They come to a conclusion. Then everyone gets behind that conclusion and gets on board. That's how great teams work together. You think about a group, for example, like a singing group. You think about your favorite band where it's more than one person in the group. They probably argue about what song should we do next? What's going to be the single or what are we going to play? What's going to be our set list when we do our next concert? You think everybody in the band agrees on that? No, they don't. But they battle it out. They argue about it in a constructive way. Then everybody gets on the same page and then they go out there and they perform and they do their business. High level groups are able to do this. Low level groups, what they deal with, they end up doing it, doing what they got to do. But then there's resentment. Then people are taking things personal and then people end up leaving. And you no, know, people are taking everything as a personal attack to them just because their opinion was not or their idea was not accepted. Well, sometimes your idea is just not good. That's why I wasn't accepted. And if you can't accept that, then you don't belong in that group anyway. You're actually bringing the quality of the group down. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is how to avoid groupthink. Groupthink is exactly why people go along to get along, like I talked about in episode 2020. People are usually afraid to speak up against what they see as the group, when again, it's not usually the group. Out of fear of being silenced, ostracized, attacked, or otherwise to be on the receiving end of negative energy, simply because they will not adhere to what, quote, everyone, close quote, has decided on. And again, it's usually not everyone. This is usually due to a lack of strong leadership. This is where this source of groupthink is a lack of strong leadership. You see, if I'm leading a group, I'm going to make sure everybody in that group gets their opportunity to speak up, even if they are reticent, even if they are shy, even if they're not a person who is normally the type of person who's going to stick their neck out and kind of push back against what somebody else offered. They would normally stay quiet. I'm not going to let them stay quiet. I'm going to call them out and say, hey, what's your opinion? What do you think? What do you have to say? Everybody else shut up. All you other people who are talking all the time, y'all be quiet so that everybody else can speak so we can get everybody's input here. A strong leader will do that. A weak leader, on the other hand, will allow somebody to basically not say anything 
and not participate in the conversation. Therefore, again, wasting resources because you have this individual as part of your unit, yet you're not using any of their intelligence or resources and not even allowing them. They are allowed to participate, but because maybe they are not so eager to participate or they're not participating for whatever reason, and you are not calling on them to participate. You are not creating an environment in which they feel comfortable to participate. And again, those of you who are leaders, it is your responsibility to make sure you are getting the resources out of anyone who's involved. Uh, You have a staff member, you don't hire somebody and then not put them to work, right? You don't hire someone as a coach and then don't ask them for information. You don't join a mastermind group and then don't share your challenges. So if you're going to have someone as a resource available to you, use the resource. You don't hire a personal trainer and then pay them for all the sessions and then never actually come to the gym, right? That doesn't make any sense. And this is what weak leadership does when groupthink has taken over. Weak leadership allows the groupthink to take over and either doesn't notice what's happening or doesn't know what to do about what's happening or they want it to happen for whatever reason, maybe because they disagree with whatever is going on or whatever the consensus has become. Again, this is a leadership issue. Groupthink is usually a leadership issue because there's not strong leadership at the top of the food chain, let's just say, of what's going on. And at the same time, there's a dearth of critical thinkers in the group. So it's a combination of both and too many sheep within the group. So is it all three of these things? Weak leadership, not enough critical thinkers, and too many followers, too many sheep. All of that is the mix that leads to group thing. If you are putting together a group of people who will merely go along with whatever the consensus is, then they might as well not even be part of the group. Uh, The purpose of adding people to a group is that they will bring their own strengths, ideas, and views, while at the same time possessing the ability to synergize and cooperate with others when a decision has been made. But they are not there to merely go along with whatever is already happening. You can hire a robot if you want somebody to just follow whatever your opinion is. If you want someone to challenge you, then you bring in a human and you encourage them to be able to do so. So whenever I hire someone, for example, I have people who work for me. I'm I'm the CEO of my company, so I'm the person in charge and I have a strong enough personality. If I want to push an idea through, then I'm going to push the idea through. So it is my job and it's a sign of strong leadership to be able to go to people who are in a position of subordinate to me and let them know, look, this is the way that I have been doing things. But if you see a way of doing it better, then I want to encourage you to do that. And I have to do that consistently until that person becomes comfortable doing it. And this could take months. It could take a year for someone to get comfortable being able to push back if that's not their normal nature. And also at the same time, over and over again, whenever I have a new idea, I say, I want you to poke holes in this. Tell me why this might not be a good idea. Tell me what you would do differently. Tell me what I'm not noticing here. Tell me what I'm not paying attention to in this space. These are good questions. I wrote a book called 25 Conversation Stars that can help you with this. You got to be able to ask the right question. I also wrote a book called Ask Yourself a Better Question. Asking the right question can open people up to share feedback. Again, especially people who are not the type to normally come to you with unsolicited feedback. I am that type of person. I'm the type of person who will come to you. You're doing something that I see is not working, but you didn't ask me what I thought about it. And I'll tell you, hey, that's not working. I'm telling you what I think because I know that's not going to work. I have that type of personality, but not everybody has that personality. So you, if you're in a leadership position, and people are subordinate to you, understand that those people may not be so inclined to let you know when they see something is off just because of your personality combined with their personality. So you have to have the leadership skills to identify that and ask them and create an environment in which they feel comfortable sharing feedback with you. It is your job to create that environment. It is not their job to force 
that environment upon you. Again, you're the one in charge. So how could you expect them to try to force that on you? They can't. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is how to avoid groupthink. Let me speak to the leaders, which I just did. Let me speak to you a little bit more, which is all of you, all of you are leaders, since this show is directed to the leader. When you are putting your groups together, make sure you, first of all, are adding people to your group who are unique in their talents and skill sets and points of view. All right, so you don't need everybody who thinks the exact same way. Secondly, make sure that these are people who are willing and able to speak up in defense of themselves and also and on offense against you if they see something is wrong. Number three, make sure people understand that they are not only welcome to, but expected to speak up for themselves and defend their ideas and their views. It is an expectation that they need to do this. And again, you may need to groom people and condition them for doing this if it's not their natural inclination. And you also may need to condition people to do this, especially when you're in a position of leadership and they are subordinate to you. They may not be used to saying something against the, the person who writes their checks or their manager or their boss or the person who can hire or fire them, right, you got to make sure that they feel comfortable doing this with you. So whenever I hire a new person, process of their training, I always let them know it is their job and it is also my expectation that once they understand the job, that I expect them to speak up and let me know when they see a way that things can be done differently or better. If they notice me making a mistake, they notice me missing something, I want to know about it. If they prove themselves either incapable or unwilling to do this, then I don't need them. I'll bring somebody else on. I will let them know that. I could easily hire some software or an application on the internet that can just do whatever I say. All right, I could save myself a good amount of money and also time. I don't have to talk to the software. I had to talk to a human. So you all as leaders, this is your responsibility. In case you didn't know, maybe you didn't know, but you needed a reminder. Now you got it. All that said, let's recap today's class, which is how to avoid groupthink. Groupthink is defined as the practice of thinking or making decisions as a group in a way that discourages creativity or individual responsibility. This episode is about independent and critical thinking, making sure that you are not merely going along to get along and working in the group and making sure that you don't have a group full of go along, get along people who don't have creativity, critical thinking skills and independent responsibility. Point number one, think for yourself and be willing to speak up for yourself, especially when in part of a group. All right. One of the strengths of working in a group is the synergy aspect. But one of the challenges of groupthink is that it completely discourages and washes out synergy and that you're not getting the value from each individual. All you're getting is one group idea, all thinking the exact same way, even when people might have an individual thought that goes against the grain. But groupthink discourages them from being willing to share it. So in great groups, this does not happen. Like Jim Collins talked about in Good to Great. Point number two, groupthink is exactly why people go along to get along. As I explained in episode 2020, people are afraid of going against the group. They may be silenced, ostracized, attacked, otherwise on the receiving end of negative energy simply because they're not adhering to what is already going on. This is usually a symptom of poor leadership, having too many sheep in your group and not enough critical thinkers. But this all comes back to the leader because you're the one in charge. You're the one who put that group together in the first place. And point number three, speaking directly to the leaders. When you are putting your groups together, make sure you are adding people who are unique in their talents, in their skill sets, and in their points of view, not just in a gender and sexual identity and color, but also in the way that they think. Uh, you can have 10 black women, but if they all think the exact same way, you don't have diversity in that group. You can have 50 white men, but if they all have different opinions and different approaches, you got more diversity than the group that looks like the United Nations. So it's the way that people show up, their talents and their skill sets and the way that they think. That's what makes diversity of a group, not just color and gender and sexual identity. Third, 
Actually, three things here for the leaders. Number one, I already told you, people who are unique. Secondly, make sure they're willing to speak up in defense of themselves and for themselves. And third, make sure they understand that they are expected to speak up and defend their ideas and views and to challenge others' ideas and views. Whenever I hire a new person, I condition them, train them, and tell them it is my expectation that you speak up and you let me know. When you have an opinion, when you see something that can go different than how it's been being done, I want you to let me know. And if you don't let me know, you're not doing your job. And if I don't let them know, I'm not doing my job. Everybody needs to know this, especially all you leaders out there and those of you who are growing into leadership positions. You don't want group think. You want independent thinkers in your group who will challenge you because that's how you get the best out of the group. And if you are incapable of doing that, that means you need to work on your personal leadership skills. Stop taking things personally and emotionally and take them objectively because the outcome is results. We're in a results-based business, remember? All that said, if you want to learn how to build your personal leadership skills, how to get better at leading a team, getting the right people around you and making sure you're one of those right people who can lead a group and also be part of a group. Join me at WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. You can join my mastermind programs, my group program or my one on one. That's at WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. And for everybody who's listening, send me a text right now so you get my daily motivation text free of charge straight to your phone every day. My number 305-384-6894. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305 305- 384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.